Well, hello you. Welcome into the Alexis M Storytime with Alexis Podcast. I'm your host, Alexis M, and we are going to get right to it today, okay? So I've had this thought bubbling within me, um, and I have I, it's just been itching to get it out of me. Um, I try to film my uh, podcast episodes in sync with my emails and my social media outlines and try to do everything in sync. But sometimes when you are a writer and when God is giving you revelation, you just you got to get it out. And this episode today titled God Wants You to Stop Doing This is perhaps the most important revelation I have gained from the 2009-2020 decade. Um, looking back, not just over the year of 2019, but the decade and understanding, my God, it has taught me so many lessons and so many things. And so here's today's topic. Um, today's topic is, you know, God wants you to stop going through this. And of course, I want to tell you what this is for in a second. But if this is your first time hearing from me, you are now listening to Storytime with Alexis, the podcast. I am a visionary entrepreneur and a minister, and if you don't know my story, in 2009, I was miraculously saved from a suicide attempt. I fully dedicated my life to Christ in 2010, and now even with managing sickle cell disease, my why is to help people live seen and loved so that they can fully experience the wealth of life. I run a business that is thriving right now, my creative agency, where I help people become clear and confident when selling their service-based products, even if they don't know who their audience is, and even if they struggle with social media, and even, of course, if their time is limited. And I also run the amazing ministry, The Cherished Woman, where I help women champion their emotional freedom and unlock their purpose. I know that was a mouthful, but you can find everything I am passionate about and see me hanging out on AlexisMCreative.com. All right, now, so today's thought, God wants you to stop doing this. The most important revelation I gained from 2009 through 2010 is trials and adversity are the way that we grow, okay? This is a fact of life. But just because you went through it and survived it, and maybe you can even look back and see how God worked it out for your good, does not mean that you don't still need help unpacking it. God wants you to stop living in survival mode. Okay, that's the thought. He wants you to stop living in survival mode. As I was sitting with Holy Spirit and really just like talking to him um, the very first day of the year of the year 2020, this revelation, it just hit me and it's so heavy on me right now about this place in our life that many people of faith get completely wrong is about how we go through trials and how we go through adversity and how we go through issues. And many of us, I mean, if you've lived on this planet long enough, you know that trials and adversity, they are the way that we grow. This is a fact of life. Um, and many of us, you know, as we grow up and, and, and really start adulting as the millennials, us millennials like to say, is that we start to realize, man, I am never, ever going to get out of going through something. All right. It, it just that revelation starts to just kind of sink in. And the childlike wonder that you once had about life really starts to fade when you realize that everything that I want is on the other side of some type of trial. Everything that I want is on the other side of some type of stretching 
and some type of adversity and some type of thing that I have to fight through. And unfortunately for some of us, this is where you see the rubber really meets the road and you see the people who have a mindset to go through trials and you see people who literally lose their minds as they go through life. And many people of faith truly get this wrong is that it's not about the trial that you go through, but it's about how you go through it. And there is a verse of scripture, and y'all know who I am when I start flowing and I start talking about there's a verse of scripture and then I can never put my finger on where I found it at or where I'm going to get it from. But this is perhaps one of the most, one of the easiest verses of scripture that um, many of us have come to know if you if you're a student of the word and that's John ten twenty seven, um in the amplified version I love the way that the Lord says this He says my sheep are my own they hear my voice and listen to me I know them and they follow me, and another translation of this scripture says my sheep hear my voice and a stranger's voice they will not follow, so here's the revelation that I gained from that in life we are presented with numerable choices when we go through trials and adversity. And perhaps the biggest choice that we get to make on our own is choosing whose voice we will listen to in order to get us through what we are dealing with. And scripture says that, you know, Jesus says, hey, if you're one of mine, no matter what you go through, you're going to hear my voice and a stranger's voice you won't follow. So for me, that means that God's voice, I mean, his true, pure voice of how he's going to coach you through this situation, he will always be able to show up in different vessels. But that means that when he shows up in a vessel and it sounds strange to you, you won't follow that. You won't follow that because you'll understand you're good. Mm, Some about this is off. But the revelation is simply this. God can simply show up through more than one voice. And um, I truly believe that this is the the mental hangup that a lot of people who are trapped with the spirit of religion deal with is believing that God can only coach them through certain people and certain entities. Um, I recognized throughout the decade that the way that I personally handled trials was not healthy. And that God wanted me to stop just surviving situations. And if you find yourself saying, oh, God, I survived. Oh, Lord, I made it. And at the end of the year, everybody always, you know, is in church shouting, I made it, I made it, I made it. Yeah, but how did you make it? Did you make it out wounded? Did you make it out bitter? Did you make it out with your mental faculties? Did you make it out whole? Did you make it out at peace? How did you make it out? And this is the place that that is the place of processing how we get through trials is one of the things that I really believe God wants us to focus on as a people. It isn't enough anymore that you made it out. You have to start examining how you made it. And so I want to give you this point. Number one, how God wants us to examine how we make it out of trials. Number one, of course, we go back to our fact Trials and adversity are the way that we grow. But I want you to ask yourself this question. Number one, am I allowing the voice of God to be limited in my life? One of the biggest things that I had to do was realize that Holy Spirit truly does fill people with wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And one of the best things that I could have done for myself throughout the decade was at the end of the decade, I got a therapist. Now, I I really wish... That somebody would have told me, Alexis, it's okay to have another voice besides your pastor and the Holy Spirit speaking to you intimately to be able to help you process through what you're going through. 
Because at the beginning of the decade, at 2009, where I was mentally and emotionally was in such a dark place. And I had simply survived being in a house where it was the environment was toxic. I had survived being around parents who really at the time didn't have healthy parenting skills. I survived being abused. I survived my early college years with PTSD. Um, I survived, you know, having my grades plumbing and then me being filled with the Holy Spirit, having a wonderful semester and, and pulling them back up and, and at least being on surface level so that I could give myself a fighting chance. I survived it and that was great, but I didn't process it. And I didn't sit down and think about how every single trial and place of hardship that I had been through, how it began to mold me as a person. And the thing that God used to show me that there were some areas where I still needed refining and I still needed to look back and see myself was intimacy with other people. And so if you know me and my and, and the story that I'm telling about myself, listen, intimacy with people is one of my hard areas. I um, just have a hard time trusting people, but it came from a hard place. And so one of the things that I began to have to work through was giving people too much trust or not giving people enough and not trusting that Holy Spirit could show up through other people as as vehicles and as vessels and understanding that sometimes there were just certain people who were safe places. Didn't always mean that I liked everything that they did, but that is a personality issue, not a spirit issue. You understand what I'm saying? So some people truly are filled with Holy Spirit's voice and can walk us through trials. And Lord knows, I wish I would have gotten a therapist a lot sooner. Well, and the therapist that I have now, who knows if she even would have been practicing, but I do know that how we go through things is what God wants us to examine in this next set of years is because it's just not enough anymore for you to say, Lord, I made it over. It's, it's really not. So just because you went through it does not mean that you are whole yet. And what we have to understand about God's heart for us, no matter what we go through, is that his first agenda is always our wholeness. And the second thing is this. Number two, you will repeat lessons when you don't learn what God's agenda is for you. I mean, you will absolutely. You will circle around that mountain over and over again. You will fight through that battle again and you will face it again when you have not latched on to what God's bigger picture is for you in that situation. And I'm trying to tell you, until you realize that God's agenda for your life is for you to walk through being refined as a whole person, you're going to keep going through those trials. So I want you to look at something and I want you to ask yourself this question. Am I managing my expectations well? Am I? Because if you don't manage your expectations well, you will never figure out what God's bigger picture is for you when you go through trials and adversity. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast episode, trials and adversity are not going anywhere. They are how we grow. It's just it's just as simple as that. So it's not a question of if you're going to if the next trial or place of adversity is going to come. It's when 
And you're probably maybe in one right now that just because we, I don't know when you're going to be listed into this, but just because we cross, just crossed over into a new year does not mean that trials and adversity stop. There are some things going on in my life right now. Whew, oh my God. I wish that God with the snap of his finger could just take those things away. So what we have to manage is how we get through it. And so the question I need you to ask yourself is how are you managing expectations? Um, Number one, you know, looking at how you manage your expectations. Well, I guess this would be sub point 2A is managing your expectations. Are you managing your expectations, number one, of people? How do you expect people to treat you when you go through trials? Because a lot of us have unsaid and unspoken expectations of how our friends and family members should relate to us and treat us when they know we're going through something. And many of us find ourselves going through these trials disappointed and disillusioned and even more, um, I guess, and suffering even more because we have an expectation of our family members and our friends to reach in and help us grow through things that at some point, maybe God has kind of pushed them away so that finally you can see that in the middle of the adversity, it's him and it's always him. And we have sometimes unfair expectations of family and friends for us, for them to feel what we feel and for them to know what we're going through. And then we shut out the voice of Holy Spirit being able to operate through them because sometimes we just don't get told what we want to hear. And then we shut down and be like, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about. Y'all don't know me. But the reality is, is that, yeah, people do know you. And maybe sometimes the things that they say to you, you have to take with a grain of salt. And maybe sometimes we're not fully communicating the depth of what we are going through. And we're expecting people to walk in and rescue us. But God is never giving them the skill set nor the mindset to be able to nurture the type of situation that we are in. So sometimes our unfair expectations are simply because we don't communicate and we disappear and we fall off and we stop showing up and we stop being present because we've convinced ourselves that nobody knows what I'm going through. Remember, the point of this podcast is to is, is for you to understand that God wants you to stop doing this and that this is surviving it. And one of the ways that we go into survival mode and hibernation is that we plow through problems but we never stop and unpack it. And one of the ways that God, one of the first areas that he wants us to unpack is looking at how we treat people when we go through trials and our expectations of how people should treat us. That's number one. So number two, I really want you to take a moment and ask yourself, you know, not number two, but just take a moment and ask yourself, what are my expectations of people when I start going through adversity? And do I have some unsaid or some unspoken things in my life where I expect people to behave in a certain way? And do I maybe need to go back to some people and repent and apologize for holding them to an unfair place? Okay. Okay. All right. Bear with me. So we're going to shift on um, after that moment. We're just going to say law. <laughs> okay. Because it's important for us to understand how we have positioned people in our life when we go through adversity. Um, Are we trapped in religion, as I talked about earlier? And have we limited the Holy Spirit's voice 
to maybe one or two people, you know, or is your expectation every time you go through something, I need to get to my pastor. You know, there's, there's nothing wrong with having wise counsel. And I truly believe that one of the places that we need to grow as a body and as a people of faith is that wise counsel has to be like number one. Um, and I know that a lot of people of God get hurt. I hear a lot of people say, well, every time I go through something, I always hear my business spread all across the church when I tell certain people. And so I think that it is important for us to understand where our safe places are and where they are not. Um, if we have leaks in our personal circle, then I think it's important for us to forgive. But then just know mentally we just can't trust that person with certain things. Um, and I think a, a wise thing to tell yourself when it comes to dealing with people and your problems is that you're never going to not be discussed. And you're going to have to come to terms and come to grips with the fact that people discuss people. They do. They discuss, not disgust. <laughs> they discuss people. You will be a topic of discussion. And as much as we all hate gossip and hate being talked about, I believe that it's important for us to understand that we have no power or control over that. And so to relinquish that and to understand that the way that we take back our power from being a topic of discussion is not by telling people less. It's about being the first one to say it. So I will just say this. When we fear what people do with our information, we normally shut down, right? Correct. Here's a way around that. If I'm going to tell something, then let you be the mouthpiece that it comes out of. So the beautiful thing about life is this. You don't have to gossip about me. If I'm the person out here saying I did it, then that exonerates me from whatever it is. Okay? I really need you to, like, get that piece of wisdom way deep down in your spirit. Because so many of us worry about when we go through trials and adversity, people. And our biggest hang-up is people. And until you get free from people, you will keep going through the same trials. All right? So I'm going to move on from talking about that because I don't want, I don't want you know, your feelings hurt and all these different things like that. But I do want you to know that you can't always control how people treat you in your trials. All right. So you can move on from that topic of discussion. So here's my third point, I will say. Is understanding the character, and I really want to hone in on this. It's understanding the character and the heart of God as you go through trials and you go and as you go through adversity. Like I reiterated earlier, His will for you, God's heart for you, is never to withhold any good thing from you. Romans eight twenty eight. Not this year, not this decade, not ever. But here's the catch: when we go through places of adversity. And we look back on those trials. The beautiful thing happens to us and we have revelation. And have you ever found yourself going, man, I can see exactly why God took me through that. And I can see exactly what he used to shape me to be a better person. And even sometimes you can go as far as saying, Lord, I thank you for allowing me to grow through that. Because I would have never seen what I need to see now if you hadn't took me through that thing. And all of that is perfectly okay. But just because you can see how that place of adversity shaped you 
even for God's good, still doesn't mean that you still can't get help for unpacking all of what that situation was, all of what that situation brought to you. In other words, just because you can see how God used it doesn't mean you still don't need to unpack it. And so I just really want you as a person to understand, well, what does unpacking mean? Well, number one, we start talking about, okay, our expectations of people, um, how we went through it. But did you process process through that trial whole? Did you come out with a better understanding of yourself, with a better understanding of others? Or did you come out on the other side of that trial saying the words, I never want to go through, go through that again. And you end up shutting down and closing yourself off from people. And you end up more mentally bewildered than you were before. And so God can use so many things in our lives to get us through. But I encourage you that you don't have to live a survival mode anymore. You don't have to live happy that you just made it. You have the right to live whole in your emotions. Okay? So it has been one of my greatest delights to share this podcast episode with you. Um, Again, my name is Alexis M. Jarrett. If you've never heard of me, I am the owner of the Alexis M. Creative Agency. You can find me, this podcast and all things on AlexisMCreative.com. And this was not going to be a long episode today, but I really just want to share this with you. Um, For more of my ministry heart and mind, you can go to TheCherishedWoman.com. And you can find my ebook. It all starts with the day and it's five steps to help you power through depression and toxic thoughts. So it is meant to be a tool and a guide because I'm just one of those old fashioned type of girls who believe in giving people practical steps and advice because I grew up in church listening to people always talk about how God brought them through this, and how God brought them through that. And I always left bewildered wanting to know, but how? Especially if that person's testimony was really close to mine. I was like, okay, but how? Like, but how did God get you out? Like, I need to know, how did you wake up the next day dealing with the same information? Um, And so I'm one of those type of people that I like to walk people through step-by-step processes because I just have a strategic brain. And I want to see you live in the goodness of God. And scripture says that we overcome the enemy by the word of the lamb, by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so it's just... The things that we declare about the goodness of God is how we make it over, what we speak, what we say. So I want to pray over you. This has been kind of a heavy episode. And before you go today, I want you to know that God really does want you to just kind of stop surviving your way through things. And if unpacking is painful, get a trusted friend, get a therapist. And that's what I believe happens to so many of us is that unpacking is painful Because we have to, number one, examine so many things. And number two, I will tell you that if you don't learn how to process through trials and adversity, a snowball effect begins to happen. And that is you go through one thing and you go through another and another and like a piece of snow rolling itself down off the side of a mountain. By the time it gets to the bottom, it's huge. And then what you find is people, you know, you living under depressive episodes Because then your spirit begins to grieve all of these things that you are going through and you don't know how to stop and assess. The greatest gift you can give yourself through life is establishing a routine, establish a routine, a set of non-negotiables of how you're going to process through pain. 
So when you go through a hard trial, do you go on a vacation? Do you lock yourself in a room for a week? Do you do you get do you get on a flight and tell your your kids and your husband, hey, I I need a week for y'all to just leave me alone so I can come back here whole and not lose my mind? Do you go to your therapist immediately? Um, do you go to trusted friends? Do you go to your pastor? Whatever it is, I need you to find a set of rules, a ritual that you will do every single time you go through hard things to pull your mind back to a place where it understands that God's will for you is that he first he loves you. And because he loves you, he wants you to love yourself and he wants you to live whole. All right. All right. So let's pray together. Father, I thank you for the person listening on the other end of this podcast. I thank you, God, that every single step that they have taken in their life, um, that you have been there every single step, even though they may have walked through some valleys and some shadow and underneath some shadows. Lord, I thank you that even in those dark places that you were there with them, guiding them. And I pray, God, that you give them the strength to just stop. To just assess and to look back and to process through hard areas. And I thank you, God, that you are giving them the strength to unlock and uncover and reveal things in them that have been hidden for a long time that they maybe need to bring back up to the surface and to remembrance. I thank you, God, and I know that some of these places that they have walked through have been pretty tough, pretty difficult, but you are with them, and not only are you with them, you are for them, which means that you are still, as Romans Romans 8, 28 says, working all things out for their good because you love them and they are called according to your purpose. So Lord, I thank you that this person is heeding the voice that is calling them to purpose, that is calling them to what their higher place in life is and that they're not ignoring it so that everything in their life that has happened to them, whether good or bad, can start working for their good. So I pray God that the person on the other end of this podcast knows Jesus intimately and that they are answering the call of God on their life. And I thank you, Jesus, for giving them a second chance, maybe even a 198th chance to get it right this time. In your son Jesus name, we do pray. Amen. All right. That is the end of this episode. Again, my name is Alexis. And if you want to hear more from me, just go to AlexisMCreative.com. You can find me on Instagram at AlexisMCreates. You can also find me on Facebook. Um, just type in Alexis M. Jarrett. Or um, if you're listening, maybe way in the future, um, it might be Alexis M. Lot. But just know that if you type me up, uh, you will find me. So go to AlexisMCreative.com. I promise you I'm there. You have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.